0: i would like to give thanks to the ancestors known and unknown those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in i would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Rahim Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Family, we have a special guest in the building with us today. Her name is Akua Agusi. Akua's experience is in educating and empowering and as an author she promotes children's pride and awareness about African culture. According to Akua, be it Africans living in America or globally, there is a cultural need for children to learn about people, places, and things that are African-centered. She's speaking our language, people. If you're unapologetically black, you have to have African-centered books for your children. She is the author of five books. One of her books is called The Successes of Marcus Garvey. Madam C.J. Walker's Road to Success Queen Mazingas, The People's Queen Hotep, Learning Concept Sanaya's Face Before we bring her on we're going to take a quick commercial break and pay some bills
1: Necessary Blackness Podcast every Wednesday at 6pm with award winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic Because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.
2: She Crave, unique handmade products made with essence and divine love. She Crave takes pride in delivering carefully handcrafted bath and body favorites, unique handmade jewelry, and custom and designed apparel. A boutique for the confident. We are committed to quality and warm customer service. Visit our online store at SheCrave.com and stay connected at Facebook.com slash and on Instagram at
3: SheCrave. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the school-to-prison pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz-Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com.
4: What's up, you all? This is your girl, Miss Mia Sade Walker, author, editor, publisher, and educator. I am hosting my very first free online writer's workshop course next Sunday, January 22nd at 8pm and the following Sunday, January 29th at 8pm. You can register at youngblackandfearless.com. If this is the For you to write and publish that book you've been talking about, then you need to be in this course. That's youngblackandfearless.com. On that website, you can also get a copy of my book young black fearless the seven step guide to activism and if you'd also like a candle to go with that an ancestor candle with your favorite ancestor on your favorite scent you can reach us at scent messages on instagram and twitter that's s-c-e-n-t messages on instagram and twitter and if you need to reach me for any of your book needs Editing, publishing, writer's coaching, I am available at Miss Mia Sade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's M I S S N I A S A D E. Peace and light, y'all.
2: Hey, Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word true to 404 493 0523 or give us a call. That's 404 493 true detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those he washers just one ounce removes dirt brightens fabrics and leaves each load with a clean fresh scent best of all true contains no animal products and it's safe for sensitive skin follow us on social media true detergent atl
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Akua Agusi. How are you doing, sister? I'm fantastic, brother. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. How is uh, 2017 treating you so far? You know
5: what? I'm very excited about this year. From the very beginning, I've just been focused, just hitting the world. Hit
0: okay. Um, I'm glad you're optimistic in the era of Trump. You know, in a couple of days, he will be referred to as our president instead of president-elect. But I'm going to tell y'all right now, he is not my damn president.
5: Right. The president.
0: He's the president. Mm-hmm. But we ain't here to talk about Trump. We're here to talk about your illustrious work as an author for children. You know, um, one thing that I'm very fond of is our youth and our children. And to have books that's centered on their culture, their image, their likeness. That's very profound. Can you tell us what gave you the inception to do books such as these?
5: Well, I have some experience working in African-centered schools. Um, I have experience as an older sister in my family. I'm actually the oldest. And just kind of seeing where some of the loopholes were when confidence, um, when it comes to confidence and self-esteem with our children, Uh, I'm a very big fan of Dr. Amos Wilson and he speaks a lot about the false concept of self that our children have and just how that snowballs into adulthood and basically goes into misprioritizing our life and taking us off our life purpose. So I wanted to do something about that. I felt like I have a passion for that. And initially um, I kind of pursued that through teaching, as I mentioned. And I realized the curriculum that we were using was kind of just like blackface white or European education. Mm. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to go into the root. It's not just about the color of the diagrams on the images, but if we're saying that there's an African-centered perspective and uh, Western civilization or Eurocentric or whatnot, then that means we can't use the same information. You can't have the same dialogue. You're gonna get similar results. Only thing that is different, in my opinion, is that let's say it's an African-centered school or in a homeschooling situation and you color in the non-pigmented faces with African faces, you have it. Let's say I give my daughter something. She's going to really absorb it because she trusts me.
6: Yeah. I look like her.
5: She wants to be like me. And I'm giving her this information saying, hey, no, this is the right information so that it's even more damaging in that scenario than going to a public school with a non-African teacher that's giving you information. And you might naturally raise an eyebrow and say, oh, wait, is this for me? (laughs) You know what I mean? So I wanted to provide our schools, our parents and public schools also, with the proper cultural um, information, for one, our children to identify with, but for non-Africans to also know the truth, so they know what to respect, because they're also being um, misled, you know what I mean, mm. and, and and has the the same false stereotypes that we have.
0: All right. Now, in addition to you being an author, you also am a mother of Absolutely. two. Absolutely, first. A mother first, okay. And your daughter, she has a book, Sanaya's Face. Yes. Tell me how that made you feel as a proud mother for your daughter to want to follow in your footsteps. And what type of effect has that had on her peers to know that she authored a book and they're actually reading one of their peers' books?
5: You know, it. it had it has a much bigger impact than I expected. I was very proud of the piece because we did a lot of it on our own in terms of like the book layout, the photography, um, I actually designed and, 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 created the dress that she's wearing in the book. Um, she was just a great partner in the, in the entire process. So she learned about capability and potential because now she feels like unstoppable. It's just about what she wants to do and not if she can accomplish it. And I think it humbled her. She's used to people um, coming to her at different book signings, like "That's Anaya," you know, da da da. So you know, she's like, "Oh yeah, that's cool. You could be in a book easily," you know, to the children. So she empowers them and saying like, "Your your mom could write a book about you." So yeah. you know, she's not like highly weird or anything about yeah. it. And every time she writes her autograph, I'm just amazed. Want to bring you she's the tears? So, yes. She's so proud and she's so serious when she's signing it. But um, I'm just glad at a very young age that she she overstands entrepreneurialism because she feels like she's a little entrepreneur. She keeps her proce- her, pro- her proceeds um, during the book signing. And she's like, oh, I
0: made this much money. So it's really nice. All right. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast. We're going to take a small commercial break and we'll be right back with Akua Ogusi, And she's going to tell us about her five books. She's going to tell us how you can get in contact with her if you want to purchase one of her books. Stay tuned, family. We'll be right back. Necessary Blackness Podcast.
1: Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m., with award winning journalist and filmmaker, Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic, because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.
6: Get your haircut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barb and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at 903 roswell street ask for robbie robbie is our general manager of our barbershop again that's man Kate barber and beauty salon 903 roswell street in the beautiful city of marietta georgia where you can get all the latest cuts and styles you know so you can be looking fresh to death man Kate barber and beauty salon
2: Hey Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404 493 zero five two three true detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those he washers just one ounce removes dirt brightens fabrics and leaves each load with a clean fresh scent best of all true contains no animal products and it's safe for sensitive skin follow us on social media true detergent atl
4: What's up, you all? This is your girl, Miss Mia Sade Walker, author, editor, publisher, and educator. I am hosting my very first free online writer's workshop course next Sunday, January 22nd at 8 p.m. And the following Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. You can register at youngblackandfearless.com. If this is the year for you to write and publish that book you've been talking about, then you need to be in this course. That's youngblackandfearless.com. On that website, you can also get a copy of my book, Young Black Fearless, The 7-Step Guide to Activism. And if you'd also like a candle to go with that, an ancestor candle with your favorite ancestor on your favorite scent, you can reach us at scent messages on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-C-E-N-T Messages on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to reach me for any of your book needs, editing, publishing, writer's coaching, I am available at Miss Nia Sade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's M-I-S-S-N-I-A-S-A-D-E. Peace and light, y'all.
3: Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Gretz-Welsing and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com That's elementarygenocide.com
6: For the latest in urban gear, come to Franchise Clothing. We're at 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia 30060 Again, for the latest hip-hop Urban and streetwear come to Franchise Clothing, nine zero one Roswell Street in Marietta, Georgia. Ask for Sheenway, and she will help serve your needs. We have everything from Nike, Adidas, Prada. We have purses, everything that you're looking for as far as urban and hip hop apparel. Again, it's Franchise Clothing, nine zero one Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia.
0: Family, we back with Necessary Blackness podcast, and we still here with our special guest, Akua Agusi. How you doing, sister? I'm doing well. All right. I want to ask you another question because a lot of people don't understand what goes into actually publishing a book. What is your writing process?
5: Mmm. Good question. Um.
0: I think for the most part, um, it's the same
5: for each book. Usually I am, I don't know, just kind of zoned out, meditating, just like deep in thought about something. And then, you know, a particular ancestor comes to mind or a particular characteristic that would be nice in a child. I'm like, who really displayed that? So then I narrow it down um, to, you know, whoever I decide to write about. And I try to see if there's a connection there between me and that that ancestor, you know what I mean? See, almost like if I have their blessings to tell their story. As I start doing research, if it comes really easy to me, I can kind of see like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, sometimes, there's there's been a couple of times where information I actually didn't come across yet came to me and I felt like, okay, that was from them. Wanting their story told in a particular way, you know what I mean, with a certain perspective. And then I kind of got the momentum going. Um, I do a timeline of things that I want to address in the book because I don't want to write a book that's just about an ancestor, period. I want to create material that is going to do something intentional, particular to the reader. They're going to walk away with at least this set of intentions, you know what I mean, that I put into the book. Um, So, for example, with my Successes of Marcus Garvey book, Um, Not only did I want children to recognize Marcus Garvey, but I wanted them to get it. What was Marcus Garvey's drive? How did one person with an idea impact so many people? So for that theme, the idea was just that one person that initially started out as a child evolved to this legendary figure that we're still talking about today and we're still impacted by today. Um, So it's, you know, that's basically the process going from there and then things that just support that idea, support those ideas.
0: Okay. Okay. So y'all heard that. She took us from start to finish. So if you guys want to do a book, that's the process you have to go through. It's not a one-two simple step. Mm -hmm. It's a long, drawn-out process. But in the end, you're impacting thousands and possibly millions of people. You explained to us what your intentions was for writing the book. Now, can you tell us what are some of the responses that you received from parents and children after receiving and actually reading your book?
5: Yeah, you know what? It's been um, a combination of what I expected and then unexpected results. Um, And the unexpected results actually motivate me even more than the ones I anticipated, um, I will say from the adults, which is, you know, teachers, parents alike, that they're actually learning something with the child. They're like, yo, I didn't know this, I didn't know that. And they were like, Whoa, you know what I mean? So they're like yes. I was you know, I start really getting into the book. I you know what? One of the most fascinating pieces of feedback that I got from an adult was from a young man, a young brother I used to just kind of see in passing downtown when I lived in California, and You know, he was like really amazed by the fact that I wrote a book, you know, that I had an idea and I accomplished it. I gave him two books to give to a mutual friend of ours who was like, I think, going to a child's birthday party and he ended up not seeing them. So he read the book itself. He read the success of Marcus Garvey. The next time I saw this brother, it was in a used bookstore and he was in there getting the black dictionary book.
6: Oh, wow.
0: And
5: he was like, yo, your book put me on a new path and want to know more and more. I wanted to know more about Garvey. I wanted to know more about the movement. And his growth has been amazing. And I I just did not see that coming.
0: So you hear that? (laughs) This was a grown man that read a children's book and was inspired to learn more. So this is not just, you know... Uh, there no
5: small
0: potatoes no small potatoes, <laughs> something that you can handle with with children' gloves on. this is something that can actually inspire adults and that leads me to my next question, you know because you got these books out you you seem like you're very 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 busy um you mentioned hitting the road. what are some of your upcoming projects outside of working on books
5: mm. Um, I have a few different types of medias that I'm stepping into, um, per popular demand. You know, I try to really, really pay a lot of attention to the feedback that I get from the readers, um, or anyone who might write in, you know, after an interview. And what I've heard from them is that they've been looking for other things from me. They, yes, they, actually, they want more books, but they also want apps. They also mm. want tools. So the first thing that I created was actually a flashcard set to, Accompany the Emotep's Learning Concepts Volume One: um, Introduction to Numbers and Early Math. So the flashcards have the same deities that are in the book. Um, just reiterating the counting and something that was important that I included in the Emotep Math book were colored fists to help the children count in fingers mm. in the book, so they can connect. You know what they actually see on their hand. With the numbers and with, you know, the actual numerical word all together. Because a lot of times, by default, the hands, you know, are are not colored. You know what I mean? They, they happen to be pale hands. So I wanted to normalize melanin.
0: Absolutely. Like, oh,
5: okay, that hand looks like mine. Or my my uncle's. Or so-and-so. My teacher's. Or just whatever. Even if that child is a non-African child, they can see that and not be, like, alarmed. Like, oh, this is a black book. no. This is just a black hand. You know what I mean? And that's normal. That's regular. So those are the things project-wise I'm working on. I'm very excited. This is actually my first time announcing it via an interview that I have evolved into a new name.
0: So thank you for giving us the exclusive. (laughs) exclusive. What's the new name?
5: So Seeds Book Publishing has evolved to Cultivated Roots Media.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Full Fledged media company. Yes. That's what we need. Yes,
5: indeed. So, um, you know, I wrote an animation, so I'm going to be, you know, just putting more and more intention into that and making that happen. Um, I am doing some writing for an animated series, like just doing more, um, work in unison with other people, you know what I mean? Not trying to just reinvent the wheel myself. If someone is working on an animation, they need a writer. Okay. Let's do it together. You know, someone's working on toys. Okay. This is what I can contribute. So that way, I'm able to get much more accomplished. Um, I'm actually launching a publishing service company with Dr. Supreme Understanding, um, which is Proven Publishing. So I'm extending the publishing services to the public. So I'm really excited about that. And it's very different from the typical print-on-demand or full publishing company because what we're doing is just empowering people who want to have their own publishing company. So it, there's no, you know, we get these um, profits from your books. Like, no, we're teaching you how to win and you're, and you're off. We nest you and then you fly. So we're really just kind of revolutionizing the publishing industry with that concept. So excited about that. Um, you know, the seed has burst and grown into a root.
0: That's what we like to hear. That's <laughs> what we like to hear. Now, you said that you're going to be working in unison with other individuals, so, you know, a lot of people are going to want to know, how can I get in contact with Akua cool, Agusi so mm-hmm. that she can help me with my project or so mm-hmm. I can tap into her divine feminine energy and learn what it takes to do what I got to do? How can people get in contact with you, I'm right now. I right
5: love to be flattered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be reached. Personally, at akuaagusi at gmo.com, which is A-K-U-A-A-G-U-S-I at gmo.com. My website is www.cultivatedrootsmedia.com. Those interested in publishing can go to provenpublishing.com and get that information. Um, I'm very, very open to traveling right now. I've actually made some time in my schedule this year to just get out and really connect. So I'm going to be doing like a little mini library tour to start. where just, you know, doing some story time. I've been um, kind of hitting the schools up here in Atlanta really
0: heavy. So,
6: yeah,
5: um, I'm, I'm out here.
6: I'm
0: okay. okay. That's going to wrap it up for us right here on Necessary Blackness Podcast. I'm your host, Raheem Shabazz. And you have heard it here first from Akua Agusi. Make sure y'all tune in each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back and get into the second half of our podcast with Nia Shade Walker, and we're going to talk about her book, Young, Black, and Fearless.
2: she crave unique handmade products made with essence and divine love she crave takes pride in delivering carefully handcrafted bath and body favorites unique handmade jewelry and custom and designed apparel a boutique for the confident we are committed to quality and warm customer service Visit our online store at SheCrave.com and stay connected at Facebook.com slash She Style and on Instagram at She
6: Get your haircut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barb and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at nine zero three. Roswell Street. Ask for Robbie. Robbie is our general manager of our barbershop. Again, that's Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon, nine zero three Roswell Street in the beautiful city of Marietta, Georgia, where you can get all the latest cuts and styles. You know, so you can be looking fresh to death. Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon.
4: What's up, you all? This is your girl, Miss Mia Shade Walker, author, editor, publisher and educator. I am hosting my very first free online writer's workshop course next Sunday, January 22nd at 8 p.m. And the following Sunday, January 29th at 8 p.m. You can register at youngblackandfearless.com. If this is the year for you to write and publish that book you've been talking about, then you need to be in this course. That's youngblackandfearless.com. On that website, you can also get a copy of my book, Young Black Fearless, The 7-Step Guide to Activism. And if you'd also like a candle to go with that, an ancestor candle with your favorite ancestor on your favorite scent, you can reach us at scent messages on Instagram and Twitter. That's S-C-E-N-T Messages on Instagram and Twitter. And if you need to reach me for any of your book needs, editing, publishing, writer's coaching, I am available at Miss Nia Sade on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's M-I-S-S-N-I-A-S-A-D-E. Peace and light, y'all.
6: For the latest in urban gear, come to Franchise Clothing. We're at 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia, 30060. Again, for the latest hip-hop, urban, and streetwear, come to Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street in Marietta, Georgia. Ask for Sheenway, and she will help serve your needs. We have everything from Nike, Adidas, Prada. We have purses, everything that you're looking for as far as urban and hip-hop apparel. Again, that's Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia.
0: Our second guest is an author. She is not a children's author. However, she has authored a book. The age range is from 15 to 25 years old, so that's the high school and college range. The name of the book is called Young, Black, and Fearless, The Seven-Step Guide to Activism. At just 23 years young, Mia Sade Walker is a revolutionary mother, master editor, writing coach, publisher, grassroots organizer, and scholar, youth educator, keynote speaker, skilled vocalist, and author of the Young, Black, and Fearless, the seven-step guide to activism. She's here with us right now. How are you doing, sister?
4: I'm doing well, right? How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, we ain't going to waste no time. We don't like to waste time over here. We're going to get right into it. I just read a brief synopsis of your bio. There's so much that you do, and it just goes to show the multi-talented genius that you are and as we are as a people. So I want to start with grassroots organizing because when I first initially met you, I would see you out at the events. you always on the front line. Let's talk about that. And how did you get into grassroots organizing?
4: Well, I'm a product of a grassroots organizer. So um, it's kind of been in my bloodline. My father was heavy uh, in the movement when he was in college at Clark Atlanta University. Um, so it's kind of been in my blood, but I didn't initially start to do it on my own until college. Um, I actually had a requirement that I needed uh, to graduate. And so I um, actually did my internship with the NAACP, uh, the Clayton County branch. And from there, I was, I would say, initiated into the Atlanta movement scene. So,
0: What are some of the social justice uh, issues you have tackled and some of the uh protests people probably would know you from? Uh
4: definitely the police brutality. That's probably the one I'm most known for uh organizing around and being on the front lines for. So uh I definitely worked around um, you know, Daruba ben case, uh where he was assaulted by an officer in Clayton County. Um, you know, and it goes on and on from all the Atlanta victims and the Nicholas Thomas's, Anthony Hill, uh, and Robinson, Kane Rogers. So I've pretty much had my hand in, in organizing around those cases.
0: And you also offer, uh, free riders workshop that deals with author coaching and writers coaching. Can can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Yeah. So I'm actually launching my free online writers workshop on next Sunday, (laughs) January 22nd. Um, It's at 8 p.m. And in order to be a part of that, you would have to go onto my website and register on the Eventbrite page. It's a free online workshop really just to encourage our people to write our stories Um, I was talking to some of my Moorish brothers and they were telling me how uh, they write their books so often and so frequently because, you know, white folks have spent their entire lives writing us out of history. So it's our job to write ourselves back into history. And so that's part of the motivation for why I push um, black folks writing our stuff. Africans, it's important for us to write down our history, write our story, document what's going on as it's happening because, you know, we got to look at the next generation. 20 years from now, we don't want them questioning and guessing, you know, who we are, what we are, where we've come from, what we've been through. It should be there in their laps, in their face, written in text. And, you know, it's easy for us to document how we feel on social media. But once that stuff is shut down, all we got is the book and, and, and a book and in text and writing that will forever live when we, when we pass on. stuff. So.
0: You're absolutely right about that. That's why it's very important that not only do we write books, but that we read them. Yeah. So let's get right into that. Like I said, we don't like to waste no time. (laughs) Now, your book, Young, Black, and Fearless, Mm -hmm. what made you write this book? And what would you hope one would walk away with after reading your book?
4: Well... What I what inspired me to write the book was actually my experiences um, being on the ground and organizing in, in these police brutality cases in Atlanta. Um, I would oftentimes find myself getting frustrated with uh, young people in particular because it seemed that, you know, social media made it easy for us to talk about how we feel but not really do anything about it. And so um, I wanted to create, I guess, uh, a strategic outline of how you can get involved. Because oftentimes people, you know, you tell them they need to come out and march, but there's so many people that don't want to march, so many people that don't want to protest, you know, so many people that don't necessarily understand why we support Black businesses. And so Young Black Fearless, the seven-step guide to activism was simply an outline of how people can get their feet wet and get started in movement work. Whether it be in social justice, police brutality, education, uh, economic development, whatever it is, you know, where your role lies, whatever it is that you work in, the area that you are an expert in. um, It's just really a blueprint to get people involved in activism and, and not so much scared about, you know, whether or not they can go to a march and be seen or lose their job. And, you know, we think too hard about this stuff and so that's the reason why I wrote the book to make it easy for people to just figure out where they fit in the movement and how they can implement their role for our liberation ultimately
0: Now your book offers seven step guide to activism. If you had to pick one step, which one do you think is the most imperative?
4: Most imperative role for me and what I think is step three I could write a whole book on that particular step. It's know your role, play your role. Um, and the reason being is that it's not my job to do what you're great at, Raheem. You're an award-winning journalist, filmmaker, documentarian, all the things that you do. And that ain't that's not my role. And mm-hmm. it's not my job to tell you that you should be out here on the front lines marching with me if that's not your role. So I think the most important role is to identify what what role you play in the movement um, so that you can better figure out how you can be of service to our people. Um, like I said, it's just, it's not our, we, we we spend a lot of time condemning others for what we think they're not doing right. It's, a, you know, the war between Black folks who think that protesting is the answer and then the others who think that, you know, putting our money into Black businesses is the answer and then the others who think that homeschooling our children is the answer. And the, and the reality is all of it is right. We're all doing the right thing. We're doing what, what what makes us great. We're doing what we know how to do. We know our role and we play our role. So you just
0: got to know which fight to pick.
4: Exactly. You got to figure out what your role is in the movement. That's the most important thing, the most important step.
0: All right. You heard that right here first on Necessary Blackness podcast. We have to know what role we have. What is our participation in the movement? And why we are involved in the movement. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with Nia Sade Walker. And we're going to talk more about her book, Young, Black, and Fearless. The 7-Step Guide to Activism. And we're going to talk about some of her other business ventures. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: Necessary Blackness podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.
3: Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Gretz-Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com.
0: Okay, we back with Nia Sade Walker. And we're talking about her book, Young, Black, and Fearless, The Seven-Step Guide to Activism. What I want to do right now, I want to read a brief quote out of the book. And this is actually out of the foreword. And the quote goes like this. White supremacy has tried to make us believe that by being black, we are to accept injustice and never pursue justice. However, the raw and uncut black history has exemplified that it is simply impossible to merely accept when we were destined to pursue. We were destined to excel. We were destined to reign. For us, acceptance is not a part of our nature. We've always been a people who want and strive for more. We always worked and aimed for higher. We are a people who are discontent with mediocrity and past generations has proved That to be true. There's seven steps. There's a seven-step guide. Which is another one? Can you run them down real quick?
4: The steps are the seven steps. The steps are wake up, number one, of course, because we got to wake up to know that there's even an issue. Wake up, stay woke. Step two, don't talk about it. You got to be about it. We spend a lot of time on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media is talking about the issues but not being about the issues. Uh, Step three, know your role, play your role. I've already discussed how important that is. Step four, organize and document. And I can't stress that one enough. We have to organize, but we have to document what we're doing as we're doing it. We got to write our own history. Step five, educate yourself to prepare the next generation. I mean, that speaks for itself. Step six, vote anyway. Uh, I got mixed feelings on how I even got that in there. I feel a little differently than when I wrote that book uh A couple of years ago, but it's all good. Vote anyway. Step seven, be bold, be fearless, be unapologetic. um Step eight, if I were to add another step, it would be love our people, man. Just love our up, people. Love our people and work together.
0: You couldn't end it on a better note. We have to definitely love our people because I tell our people all the time, that we the holders and keepers of ourself and predicament, and it's up to us. So, we gotta love our people, because ain't nobody gonna love us like us. There are gonna be a lot of people that's interested in purchasing this book. Can you let us know where we can go to to get a copy of your dynamic book, as well as where people can reach you on social media?
4: Okay. In order to get Young Black Fearless, a seven-step guide to activism, if you want the a uh, physical copy, you can go to my website. That is youngblackandfearless.com. Go to the bookstore and it'll be right there available for you. We'll ship them out. Um, also, if you're like me, I'm an e-reader. I actually like the books to be on my phone. So you can go onto Amazon Kindle. Uh, you can go onto Barnes & Noble Nook. And my ebook is available for purchase as well. Um, if you want to reach me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Nia Sade. That's M-I-S-S-N-I-A-S-A-D-E. And also we didn't want to talk to about the candles, but
0: we no, we're going to get into that because I know during Kwanzaa that these candles were selling like hotcakes. I seen the post. I'm actually going to purchase a couple of, uh, products from you today. Tell us about the candle. Uh, business it, that's called sent. It's called candle Scent, right?
4: It's called sent messages. Sent messages. So that's S C E N T, like sent, like what you smell. Sent messages. Um, you, and we're all on social media, on Instagram and on um, Twitter. Sent messages. Uh, so basically, the concept of the candles was to be able to use uh, a product to promote education, to you know teach our community of, cert- of, of, of certain ancestors that paved the way. Um, and so I started off with literary revolution, like, sorry, literary revolutionaries is what I like to call them. So on each of our candles, and I say our, because it's me and my king, we did this together. Um, on each of the candles, you'll find an ancestor, their quote, and, um, their birthday and their death date. And so we have everyone uh, from Marcus Garvey, Amy Garvey, Martin and Coretta, uh, Malcolm X, Betty Shabazz, uh, you know, a lot of the literary revolutionaries, Richard Wright, Lorraine Hansberry, um, and just so much more. So the reason why it's called Sent Messages is because we started off with the ancestor candle line. Mm-hmm. However, we're going to turn this into... Um, Uh, You customize your own candle. So from the size to the scent, the fragrance to the actual ancestor that you want on there, you'll be able to customize it. Our website is um, in the process of being made. We've been in business for three weeks for the candles. Um, But if you want to order, then you can go to our social media that sent messages or just reach out to myself miss me and um or to my king Morris chef that's m-o-o-r-i-s-h chef c-h-e-f and so you can order your candles you can customize it let us know what ancestor you want what what the smell you want and the size
0: and we'll ship it to you or bring it to you or make it happen all right make sure y'all go out support this sister get her book Young, black, and fearless—the seven-step guide to activism. Make sure you patronize her business and get her website. I want to thank you, sister, for coming by, spending a few <laughs> moments with us, and enlighten our people on how to get into activism, how to push forward, and fight against oppression. Thank All right. You,
4: thank you for having me. Thank and you.
0: Alright family, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with another author and her name is Naomi Bradley and she's the author of several children's books. In this episode, we're going to highlight authors. We're going to highlight those authors that write books that are exclusively for black and brown youth, books that uplift black and brown youth, books that empower Black and brown youth. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this short commercial break.
2: Peace and power. This is E-Reporting Live. Be sure to tune in to Necessary Blackness each and every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. with the brother Raheem Shabazz.
6: This is your boy, Jelani Kadesh. And when I want the latest in Black power, knowledge, and information, I listen to Necessary Blackness Every Wednesday at 6 o'clock.
4: Hey, what's going on? This is Dane Reed, the voiceover guy. You've heard my voice on radio commercials, television commercials, corporate narrations, and a lot of voicemail. And now, I'm available to you. This voice can be yours. If you got a business and need a voice to speak for your business, give me a shout. Check out my website at www.dainereidmedia.com. D-A-N-E-R-E-I-D-M-E-D-I-A.com.
5: Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back. And you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned.
0: Joining us right now in the studio is Naomi Bradley. How are you doing, sister?
7: I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I
0: am doing magnificent. We're going to discuss your books. You have several books. Uh, let's get right into it. Reading at One. Can you tell us what that book is about?
7: Um, that was the first book I wrote, and it was basically for the parents. Um, in the black community, one thing that will never change is black people having children. Um, and it's one thing that really shouldn't ever change. Black people should have children, probably as many as they can afford to have. But when we have these babies and we have these beautiful children, we see their intelligence at a very young age, but we might not necessarily know how to cultivate it. Um, I went to school for four years and got my bachelor's in elementary education. And then I went another two years and got my master's. So I... And I taught in the public school for a, a number of years. So I know a lot of techniques that the typical mother doesn't know that can get their child reading early. So I compiled all the things that I did with my daughter to get her reading early. Wrote a book about it. It's half memoir, half um, instructional guide. And that's where reading at one was birthed.
0: That's real interesting that you said that. I was just reading a post online about a young girl Named Dalian, four years old, and she already read more than a thousand books. And they allowed her to be a librarian for the day. Young sister, black princess, intelligent. And it brings me back to Dr. Amos Wilson. And when he talks about the multi genius in black children, I think that's real profound. And I think books such as the one that you have, can lead parents on that road to awakening that multi-genius in each and every child. Okay, let's do a rundown and a roll call and go through a couple of more books that you have. You have another book called Aaron Knows About Africa. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
7: Yes. Erin um, knows about Africa. Now, before we even get into Erin knows about Africa, I have to piggyback on Dalian because when you research what her parents did with her and what she was able to accomplish at such a young age, you'll see little videos of her with her sight words and the background of her um Bedroom and how they were really focused on her learning at home. I have a good girlfriend who is a pre K teacher, and I said, Well, what would you do with my four year old? She can read already. And she said, Well, right now in the public school system, there are no programs that will skip your child, that will give them higher enrichment, that will move them class size. If you have a child who is showing amazing abilities, the public school system doesn't have many resources that will accommodate. So we do have to take the reins and um, nurture that genius at home.
8: Mm. You know,
7: whether you're just enriching them on Saturdays or as soon as they get out of school, you know, it's very important for parents to take that information that they know and teach it to their child.
0: Now, you mentioned nurturing your child at home. The opposite word is at home. And you actually run Love Bradley Academy, which is a home school as well as a preschool. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Where is it at and you know, some of the things that you went through to open up this preschool?
7: Okay. Well, Love Bradley Academy was really birthed out of the um, the vision that I had that children should be exposed to different things. They should be exposed to different languages. They should be exposed to information that was going to build them up as, you know, a black, strong, self-sufficient, independent person. So what I did was I took my, um, my experience, my education, And I began to teach my own children, but there are parents who really do have to go out there and make that dollar. So instead of having them ship their children to the preschool to prison pipeline, they would just bring them to me. And in my in my opinion, I think it would be a very good idea if a lot more black teachers just pulled themselves out of the public school system and taught children independently, because the gains that you can get from that small group environment I mean, I've seen children come to me who wouldn't know anything. And by the end of their, you know, three years, they're reading, they're learning, they know their numbers, they can get, they can add, they can subtract, you know. And that's because I was able to give them that individualized instruction that they would not get in a classroom setting of 20 to 30 children.
0: Wow. You said something that uh, really rang a bell with me. Uh, You said the preschool to prison pipeline. And a lot of people don't know that that actually exists. We talk about, uh, in my documentary, Elementary Genocide, we talk about elementary age students. But since I have put out that document... We have since learned that the pipeline actually begins the first day that a child steps foot in a preschool, in a kindergarten class. So it starts real young. And what you're doing is very magnificent because you're stopping that school to prison pipeline. And I just want to thank you and take my hat off to you. Now, we got two more books. We have the big book of beginners readers story. Tell us about that book.
7: Well, that's a follow up for reading. That one once you've done all the tenants to teach your child their number, their letters, their um, letter sounds, then it's in the process gets to how do you get this child to actually read and in blending those letters, blending those sounds, those phonemes, those graphemes. Big Book of Beginner Reading Stories has all these short passages with all black children of color as the illustrations that teaches the parent to have the child read back to them. So a lot of people say, well, I read to my child every day. Well, how are you monitoring how they're um, how their reading is coming along? The big book of beginner reading stories basically takes care of all of that by allowing you to say, well, we've been reading this story. Can you read it back to me? And the passages are really short and they have all the sight words. And it's just been a really good homeschool resource. A lot of homeschool moms use it to teach reading and to have the child, um, demonstrate their ability
0: to read back to them. Okay. Your fourth book is called good night princess. Now I could just imagine this is a book that you will read to your young daughter at night and it, uh, signifies her being a princess. So she goes to bed with being a princess on her mind. She wake up, she's taught that she's a princess. It's like an affirmation to young black women, young black girls. Am I right in my assessment?
7: Yeah, you're absolutely right in your assessment. What's going on with Goodnight Princess is the self-esteem of a black child is developed by the age of three. So if they're not seeing any resources with characters or or um, people who look like them, then they're automatically thinking that something is wrong with them. So Goodnight Princess puts in a mind, it's got a black mom, it's got a black dad, it rhymes, it has... All the things that um, get the child's attention and it's really beautifully illustrated. And Goodnight Princess basically teaches the child that, yeah, you can be a princess too. I had a person that I knew took the ch- took the book all the way to South Africa, took about 10 to 15 books and she read it to her students and she said, one of the little girls said to her, oh, so I can be a princess too? Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, that's adorable in itself, but thinking back, Well, what made you think you weren't in the first place? So we have to we have to go back in and see what the psychology of our children is at this time and basically teach them to unlearn certain things because Disney Channel isn't showing black princesses anymore. We had one and she was a frog basically the whole movie. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, you know, we have to put ourselves in positions to where our children see themselves in everything that they have.
0: Well, I want to definitely thank you and take my hat off to you for doing exceptional work in the community for our babies. Um, I know after this is a lot of people is going to be wondering, how can I get my daughter in Love, Bradley Academy, and how can I get a hold of these books? So can you tell us how they can do that?
7: Um, you can reach me. Basically, I'm on Facebook, Naomi H. Bradley. And I also have a website where I, I ship and sell books and t-shirts, which is, um, naomihbradley.com. I'm on Instagram as Naomi H. Bradley and also Twitter as Naomi H. Bradley. So there is a myriad of ways you can reach me. Um, I'm open.
0: That's right. You heard it right here. Unnecessary. Blackness podcast. Make sure you reach out to the sister. Make sure you purchase her books. And remember, we have to support black business. We have to buy black. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for having me. And one more thing. You also have a DVD that you uh put out. Can you tell us real quickly in the last we got about one more minute left. Can you just summarize what the DVD is? Why is it important? And where can they go purchase it at?
7: Uh, well, yeah, we have the DVD. It's called Black Ballerina, a beginner's guide to learning ballet. And a lot of black um, girls are very interested in ballet, and a lot of people don't know ballet is a very, very expensive, um, a very, very expensive. Thing to put your child into. So the beginner's guide is basically a DVD that you can pop in the DVD player and see if your child responds, if they're if they're dancing with the moves, if they're ready for ballet, and then de- de- you know determine whether you're going to you know pay that price to go in and put them in lessons. So it's a really good um, instructional guide, and I'm really gracious because we had this amazing editor who took the footage and, and he cut it up and he made it very interesting. And, it's a great DVD right now it's for sale um, on Gumroll for a digital it's a digital download and also on naomi hbradleycom as a physical DVD and the physical DVD is just ten dollars plus shipping and handling. So it's a really good price. It's been selling very well. So if you have a daughter who wants to be a ballerina, you might want to check that DVD out.
0: All right, so I heard that right here first on Necessary Blackness Podcast. Make sure you get that Black Ballerina DVD. Make sure you purchase her books and make sure if you have a young daughter, a young son, and you want them to be able to read and be able to interact with their peers in a manner that we do and not being taught how to read for my open enemy. Make sure you look up Love Bradley Academy
1: and you holler at the sister. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought.
3: Award winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Gretz welsing and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com.
0: Candace D. Henry is an empathic writer who explores the highs and lows of human relationships and interaction through poetry, fiction, and nonfiction outlets. She writes about her passion through her projects and blogs covering food, sexuality, spirituality, relationships, society, natural healing, and more. With a passion for writing since elementary years, Candace D. Henry has set out to live her dream as an author of poems, novels, and scripts for comedy, drama, introspective, and internal awareness. Also a painter, Candace D. Henry paints Her emotions and channel visions were all pastels and acrylic mediums. Today, we are joined by Candace D. Henry, and she's going to speak about her book of poems, and her book is called Everything But a Smile. How you doing, Candace? Hey,
8: Raheem.
0: Now, Candace, I know that this book is your baby. What was the pivotal moment in your life where you realized that you had a gift for writing and what made you write this book, everything but a smile.
8: So I realized I had a gift for writing in elementary school. I was winning awards back then for my writing for nonfiction and fiction and even poetry. Um, But over the years I got shy and I would write and only my close friends would see my writings and even my paintings. And I came to this epiphany and I realized that this is not about me. This is bigger than me. Uh, this is about healing. And so the words that I write are there to resonate with others and get them to understand that they're not alone uh, and that the road to peace is not necessarily peaceful and that we all need to heal and we have our flaws and we can all get better. So this book is about healing and getting better.
0: Okay. Okay. I remember when you was actually doing the cover for the book. I remember when you was actually writing the book. And I was privy to read through the book. And it was one specific poem that I like. But before we get into that poem I like, I want to let y'all know that I actually wrote a review for this book. And you can read it on the back. I will read it for you for those that don't have the book. Everything but a smile is an angst-filled, brutally honest, Inquisition to help those seeking to become liberated from oppression, depression, and societal woes. Raheem Shabazz. Now, the pat- particular poem that I like is called "Like Me," and I'm allow you to read that on the air to our viewers.
8: Thank you. Well, first, I got to give a shout out to my husband. Oh my gosh, who wrote, who actually drew out and uh, developed the cover. And so I really appreciate him for doing that for me because he is an artist as well. Um, But this poem is titled Like Me and it is dedicated to the diaspora, the assimilated and the colonized indigenous. And if you know, that covers a lot of people. But here we go. It says, I like you better when you look like me. Flatten your hair or keep it low. I can't stand for the kinks to show. Lighten your skin, Never mind." I'll make sure your next generation looks more like my kind. I can tolerate you when you think like me. Come to my church and you will see. Gods, that's evil. Worship my way or we'll exterminate your people. Once upon a time and so it went. Don't you understand your history isn't worth a cent? I have destroyed your culture and forced you to repent. Atrocities, me? Give me your brain, wash, rinse, repeat. I love it when you hate like me. Look at your people. How about yourself? You'll never be good enough no matter how much wealth. Your ways are ungodly. Be one of us? Hardly. All we have in common is killing your people. The evolution is you hated you more than I do. Millions of babies aborted every year. The ones you keep, you feed to my peers. Foster care, welfare, courtrooms, and stamps, Baiting you to prisons, chain gangs, and camps. It's all profit, as it was before. I get paid off your labor, turned you into your own slaver, poisoned your family with fake food and treats, while lining the doc's pockets with more harm than help. Twerking and jerking to empty beats as we mock your songs of murder and destruction. Drums were the heartbeat of your people's functions. I broke them, resold them, and gave them a label. Your existence will soon be a fuzzy fable. I can easily flood your streets with blood. Show up on your doorstep and offer a hug. A chance at acceptance to be one of us. You'll come without a fight because it's me. I've got to be right. Killing you all and taking your land. I wrote the history so you'll never understand. This happened time and time before and yet you still graciously eat from my hand. Like a vulture finding the dead in the sand. The hand that feeds you won't kill you off. So long as you assimilate, fund by wars and new laws. Buy my drugs, street and prescribed. Kill a few of you in your lifetime. It doesn't matter, fetus or grown. Don't forget the payday loans. Ingest my poison, food, water, or pill. Just enough to give up your free will. Nibble my carrots, so supple and sweet. It's funny you think everything is free. Ever consider that I'm getting over? I've taken your firstborn sons and your daughters lock them away, work them like slaves, lost when they are released, never working again, numb to your hate and rejection, more reasons to hate their reflection. All in all, they'll belong to me, finding no other way, hating to be free. To make it nice and crystal clear, excuse me, I have no beats, no hooks or 16s for you to hear. But after this, you'll get what I mean. Maybe not, your hero seizes off my lean. Stay sleep, stay turnt, keep dying. Keep buying my poison, making me rich without any buy-in. I hate you. I love you hating you too. Not sure what makes me happier. My bank or the idea of having fake memories
0: of you. Wow. That was very inspirational. She went through everything from the prison, the school to prison. She went through genocide. She talked about GMO. She talked about the mental side, the self-hate, the forced propaganda that's used to enslave a people so that they remain mentally deaf, dumb, and blind. There's so many things that she discussed in that poem. And that's why that's one of my favorite poems out of the book. Make sure y'all go get that book. How can people uh, receive that book if they want to purchase it online?
8: Everything But a Smile is available on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle. Um, You can also get it on Barnes & Noble, Nook, um, and it's also listed on Books A Million. Um, So please check out my website, CandiceDHenry.com. Sign up for my newsletter so I can make sure you know about our up and coming things um, this year. I'll be doing some YouTube videos and also more blog posts on healing, helping everyone get better and showing you what to do to clear up what you have going on so that you can shine your light and live your life's purpose.
0: All right. Now, as a book author, I know that this is a strenuous process. Can you take us through the process of what it takes to put a book out?
8: Um, Organization.
0: Is the number one thing you need to make sure
8: you get your book put out correctly. So um, there are multiple avenues that you can do. I am a self-published author. Um, A lot of people prefer to solicit themselves to publishers, but I'm a businesswoman first. So I wanted to have my own publishing company. So the best thing you can do is make sure you are completely organized. Um, All of your editing is together. All of your structure is together. The formatting for the print is together, if you want to be self-published. Make sure you create a a relationship with Amazon, a relationship with CreateSpace. Um, And there are some other mediums as well. But I also coach people on business. So if you would like to know more information about this, Sign up for my newsletter, go to my website, to the Contact Us page, um, and let's talk.
0: All right. In closing, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you that you would like to say in your last closing words?
8: And I also want to make sure that you guys know I do uh, entrepreneurship workshops for children and adults. I do one-on-ones with adults, and I also do them with children to help get their minds um, in a place of understanding with how being an entrepreneur can help impact their community they can help create jobs and how they can be better partners to each other at each other's as entrepreneurs um, so if you are interested in me coming to work with your school or work with your organization to help the children of your community understand entrepreneurship CandiceHenry.com or Henry on instagram facebook twitter i'm here
0: right you heard it right here on necessary blackness podcast and that was candace d henry make sure you purchase this sister books and remember we have to heal as a family we have to heal as a community we need to get back to our african spiritual systems and stop looking for outside leadership and outside help everything is within you our great-grandmaster teacher, John Henry Clark, said that when Marcus Garvey came, black people was looking for a wishbone, but he gave them a backbone. You have that backbone, people. Allow yourself to use it. Look inside of yourself, because every solution to the problem exists within ourselves. This is Raheem Shabazz, and this is the conclusion of Necessary Blackness podcast. Check us out each and every Wednesday Right here, 6 p.m. You can download us on iTunes. You can check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, and various other platforms. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Our YouTube page is Necessary Blackness Podcast. You can also email us at Podcast at gmail. And I'm out. Peace.